Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Secret of Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Welcome to The Secret of Everything. I'm Kareem, and before we get started with our guests, I would like to tell you a little bit about Serenity Natural Wellness. We offer intuitive life coaching services, distant and in-person, energy healing, and more. You can find us at Serene Wellness on Twitter, Serenity Natural Wellness, or Kimberly McGeorge on Facebook, and, of course, our website at www.serenitynaturalwellness.com. And now here's Dr. Kimberly. How are you this evening? I am wonderful. I had an amazing day. It was beautiful in Columbus. How was it today in New York City? It was a beautiful summer day over here, too. Can't complain about nothing. Yeah, it was. I put the sunroof down, and I was singing to the radio, and it was like that perfect temperature. You're not too hot. You're not too cold. You don't have to run the air. It was just absolutely amazing. Thank you for that introduction. And before we get to our guests, I always forget to talk about um, things coming up, and I wanted to take a little time and talk about some things that I'm going to be doing coming up. On Friday evening at 10 p.m., and I don't even think you know this, Kareem, on Blog Talk Radio, I'm going to be on a one of my good friend Kara's show. It's called Strange Days Indeed, and it's on Blog Talk Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm going to be her featured guest for that show. And so I'm going to be doing that, so you guys can all listen to that if you'd like. And then I also wanted to briefly mention another friend of mine, he has an amazing blog talk radio show. Kara's also often guest host on this as well. And it's Brian Trebig's show, Simplicity. I think he airs mainly at 10 or 11 Central Time on Blog Talk Radio, so you can look him up. He talks about similar things to we do that we do here, including a lot of the paranormal. But So if you guys want to check that out and listen to his show, that would be amazing. And as always, um, thank you for listening. I think this is a divine appointment. I'm super excited about our guest tonight. Um, and I think if you really listen and take in what she has to say and the comments of the callers and us, that it could possibly be life-changing for you and for your children. One of the things that a lot of my clients come to me and I want to do before we get to our guest tonight is a lot of people are coming to me complaining about the lack of abundance or the lack of money in their life. And so I kind of wanted to do a brief abundance um, meditation and kind of set the intention and be the energy for that. So I'm going to do that for a few minutes, and then we'll come out of that, and we'll go right into our guest, and I'll tell you a little bit about her, or at least a little bit that I know about her. She can probably tell you more about herself, and we'll get into that during the call. Um, So I'd like you to start out by taking a deep, slow, cleansing breath. So breathe in from your stomach really, really deeply, and then release your breath really slowly. You just kind of feel that energy go. Then inhale slowly once again, 
and then release. Now I want you to kind of plug into your body and feel the places where your body is heavy. We all have places that either we're in pain or we feel stuck or there's kind of an emotion there. So kind of plug into that and feel where your body is heavy and allow a beautiful golden light come into those places. Just imagine it kind of shining from anywhere and shining through those places. And bring it up through your feet and then swirl it into those heavy places. And as that light goes into your heavy places that you hold in your energy, body, and body, I want you to imagine it pulling out any negative polarity, any negative emotions, negative beliefs, any trapped energy. And I want you to kind of swirl that and take that out to your crown chakra, which is the top of your head. I want that, you to take all those things out with the light. So take those dark places out with the light and take another deep breath. Now I would like you to let all resistant thoughts disappear with the light. So just kind of gather up. If you can kind of get those, some of those thoughts in your mind and get the energy of those, and imagine that golden swirling light moving that out again through your crown chakra. And now we're going to imagine that beautiful golden light. We're going to bring that in through the top of your head. And with that, we're going to bring the vibration and the energy of ease, of abundance, of money, if that's what you need. We're going to actually bring that in through the feet now, a stream of gold, maybe silver, maybe the colors of copper, whirling up through your feet filling in your physical body, all your physical body and your energy body, filling all the spaces in your aura. Continue breathing softly and evenly. Now I'm going to raise the vibration of everyone listening of your energy field and your energy body, which in turn is going to raise the vibration of your physical body. And sometimes you can feel an immediate difference, sometimes you don't. Um, Some people develop kind of a cold chill or a Coolness as your body dumps the previously held emotions, your thoughts, your beliefs, your DNA memories, even into the physical cells of your body. So you may feel a coolness, some people feel warmth, some people feel tingles, and you may feel nothing. That's possible also. But the energy is still working. So let that work for a minute. Okay, now imagine this energy that I've given you as white light going deep into the core of the center of your being. And then from the center of your being, down into your feet, into the center of the earth, and grounding you there. Once you're grounded, I want you to take the energy and shoot it back up through the earth, back up through your body, and straight up into the space above the earth, and flow that outward in all directions. And that is the frequency of abundance, whatever that means to you. We're going to spread that into all space, all time, all consciousness, all existence, all planes, all realms, and all realities. And we're just going to hold that light and that vibration there for a minute. And then we're going to breathe out and let that go. 
always a little bit hard to transition from a meditation or an energy clearing or a vibration raising session into our guest, but that's what we're going to do because that air is not really great on radio. So I'm very excited to have Ms. I should say Mrs. probably, Annie Burnside with us tonight. Now, Annie is the author of a, an amazing book called Soul to Soul Parenting, A Guide to Raising a Spiritually Conscious Family. And if you've been listening to our show on here at all, many of you know kind of what it means to be conscious. You've kind of been on that path for a while. We've never really had somebody on it or talked too much about parenting. Now, I've talked about my daughters being highly intuitive and the challenges of raising psychic children, but we haven't really talked about parenting in general or what it means to be a conscious parent. And that is going to be our discussion tonight. And I know I usually do energy readings or life readings and different things. Today we're going to kind of stick to the whole parenting theme because I want to take advantage of Annie's expertise and her personal experiences. So if you want to call in with questions about parenting or about Annie's life or her perspective on a situation or maybe our dreams and my perspective on a situation in your family as far as parenting, you're welcome to do that. But we're kind of going to stay away a little bit from the other type of psychic readings that we sometimes do with um, money and love because I really do want to take advantage of, even if it's just me taking advantage of it, I really do want to talk to Annie because this is just a kind of a radical topic and a radical thought, even though I've thought about it in my life and my parenting. And Kareem, I'm sure you've thought about it in yours. But a lot of us aren't even conscious parents, whether we're conscious as in trying to raise our own vibration, our own consciousness, a lot of us don't even think there's any thought to being parents at all. So a little bit, like I said about Annie, I told you about her book. She actually won an award called, the, and maybe she can tell us about it, I'm not, a couple awards, I guess. It's, she's the 2011 Nautilus Silver Book Award winner and a 2011 Next Generation Indie Book Award winner. And her book is non-denominational in nature, and she really focuses a lot on peace, on the topics of soul-to-soul versus soul-to-roll, oneness, self-love, boundaries, that's always a good one with everyone, authenticity, spiritual development, and all those complicated and not-so-simple topics. Annie lives in a favorite place of mine, actually a place where I grew up, Chicago, Illinois, with her husband and three children. I'm sure she might be talking to us more about them. She has a master's in education. She's a soul nurturer, award-winning author, public speaker, and teacher specializing in parenting, conscious relationships, authentic living, and spiritual development. And I would like to welcome Annie to our program. That's all, Annie? You don't do anything else? You know, you pretty much covered it, and I'm coming out of this beautiful meditation. (laughs) It was a scalp tingler for me. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, I loved being a part of that. So thrilled to be here, everybody. Thank you, Kimberly. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited to dig into this book. And, you know, it's funny because I I don't know about your history. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you were raised and we can begin on that. I just want to say one thing really quick is my parents were more conscious than most, which is really frightening. That's all I have to say. That's my only thought. So it's like there with us. Could you share with us a little bit about your background, how you were raised or um, how yeah. you grew up in yeah, I would love to because it obviously very much relates here. Um, I was a very deep, reflective child, um, highly empathic. Um, like probably many of our listeners have children like that, always asking that deep 
question. Let's get underneath, you know, what's what we're seeing in the external world. Um, and when I was 19, my parents were very young when I was born, and I have an older sister. My mom's only 62 now, and I'm 41. So um, they went through a very difficult divorce. And I got to tell you all that it cracked me open in truly the most blessed way, as most dark nights will do. So, yes, through the human uncomfortability and pain and uh, fear, there also was a, a transformation that was started at that early age of 19 very consciously. And my father gave me some books that were kind of outside of the box from how he was brought up and just kind of a normal family, um, not overly spiritual or artistic or you know, creative in that sense. Um, and one of them was Richard Bach's A Bridge Across Forever, and one was Living in the Light by Shakti Gawan. And I have to tell you, Kimberly and Cream, it was like I, I, I tears streamed down my face, my vibration while reading the material, just this heightened cellular feeling inside of me. And um, it was like I was coming home. So it, it was at that moment that my greatest passion truly became self-exploration a journey through my own interior, ongoing, no finish line, as we all know, to enlightenment. Um, but sure glad that I'm now bringing my children along on this glorious ride, too. Wow. You gave me chills because I always love, I mean, this program is such a blessing to me because I was born conscious, like I always talk about, and I didn't know it, and I felt crazy strange because I'm the only one that asks those questions in my family. And even as simple as my parents would come home from a date and, um, by the way, everyone, so you don't think I'm offending my parents, my parents aren't allowed to listen to this show. I won't even tell them. They'll probably <laughs> listen to it or the name of it or anything like that. But they'd come home from a date and they'd be like, you know, as my little, you know, 12-year-old self, and I think you'll perfectly understand this, Annie, and you probably too, Chris. But I would say, did you have fun? And my parents are like, life isn't about having fun. You know how depressing that is when you are a conscious, joyful child? It's like, wow, really? And I was resistant and rebellious. And if you talk to my parents, they would tell you I was really, really rebellious. Now I know I wasn't. I was not rebellious. What I was rebellious against, Annie, was this reality. I was conscious. And I was Mm -hmm. in touch with you know, what some people would call God and the vibration mm-hmm. of the world and the vibration of joy and possibility. And nobody else was. Yeah, so very much so. <laughs> your book or in your experience as a parent and as a person in, as I call it, this reality, can you relate to that at all? Can I? Did, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. hear you. Can I? Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. And that's part of why... Um, when my children were four, seven, and eight, I had taught fourth and fifth grade and, and loved it. And yet I wanted to go so much deeper. That's just my nature, I guess. I'm, I'm very open to that natural spiritual joy. And um, you just can't necessarily do that in a public school, though things are changing a bit. But um, when my own children, I was a stay-at-home mom, when they became four, seven, and eight, I woke up one morning and boom, it was like this intense feeling of, Annie, don't wait you're doing all this wonderful inner work and exploration and and deepening your heart and widening perspective. Take your kids with you. It was so clear. And so the book poured out of what we're just 
what we had been doing with our own family. So it's a, it's a, my fourth baby. It's very personal to me because it's it, it's our family putting it out there in a very intimate way. Um, and I want I don't want my kids. I did not want them to wait until they were thirty and went through a tragedy, or forty and went through a divorce um, to not be in touch with that inner compass and be comfortable in their own skin on this beautiful path to self-realization. So, you know, not a perfect family by any means where, you know, my daughters are 15 and 14 now. They share a room. It can get out of control. My boy is 11. Um, but we are more accountable for who we are as spiritual beings in the physical body. And, and to me, that's one of the best things that we can offer our children. So give me a couple examples of how, that of how full to school parenting or looks like in your family. So is your let me ask you maybe a tough question, maybe not. Is your husband we should consider is he conscious? You know, um, very different than I am, um, and I don't mind talking about my my great guy Jim. Um, we've been married about twenty years. I would say this path for me has been just has lit me up, made my eyes sparkle. Uh, beyond my children, you know, it's just been my greatest passion. And I know ultimately my greatest love affair is with my very own soul. Um, my husband is a high school AP biology teacher, a girls varsity soccer coach. He's kind of a guy's guy. And yet I, I realized long ago I don't need to pull anyone along with me. The best that I can do is become a clear mirror for others. In other words, know the wholeness of who I am and if I offer my true voice, my true joy, um, if, then that is the best that I can offer people. So, no, he is not particularly interested in metaphysics. He's gotten more and more interested. And it's surely as a teacher and a coach, he's very loved. And I know it's because he operates from a soul-to-soul perspective without necessarily using those metaphysical words. Um, he Ooh. sees things in a very holistic way. And I have to say with our kids, we do family discussions. That's one of the vehicles and, man, he is just fantastic at bringing in, like, real-life metaphors. Whereas, I don't know about you all, I love the paranormal, I love the esoteric, and I want to take it really far out there, and that's good. But he'll bring it on back, like, all right, kids, let me put it to you this way. You know, you're out on the street, you're on a soccer field. And I'm like, bring it on home, Jim. And, and they're moving from me to him and to each other, and it's it's wonderful. You know, this this is an all-inclusive Thing that I offer, it truly is. It's it's mutually beneficial, open dialogue, teacher student student teacher, two sides of the same coin. Um, any belief system is accepted. It doesn't have to be the metaphysical language that I love. So I hope that paints a picture of him. No, he's not reading all the things I'm reading. But yes, does he love me enough to be very open to it and present and um, allow me to offer my truth to the family? Absolutely. That's bad. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I under, that's, that's wonderful. You're, you're blessed to have such a supportive man who, you know what I think is neat about as you were speaking, because I kind of plugged into the energy of your family. And what's nice is I don't live very much in this reality, but a lot of people do, and our children, you know, do your children go to public school, Annie? They or, do, right? yes. Mm-hmm. So they are playing in this reality, as I like to say, despite how out there their mother is or isn't. But what's neat is you have him, and he, I kind of, what I see, the visualization I get for him, you know, I said we're not doing psychic readings, and I'm like reading your husband, I love oh, it. Go anyway, for it, I love it. 
but I see him, and they're giving me this beautiful picture. He's a bridge, and it's so beautiful. He's this sturdy, beautiful, solid, like, footbridge between the two worlds in your family. And that's that's great. That's amazing, you know, blessing that you have. And for your yeah. children. It is, you know, and I've come, I'm a real piece in the paradox gal. After all this time, you know, I I used to want to be out and up, you know, all the time and like almost transcend the body. And in the past few years on the path for me where I am personally, oh my gosh, for me it's the simultaneous experience of the human perspective and the spirit perspective and how they overlap. Like for me, that's the thrill. Like you might be going through a physical challenge and there's pain and fear, and you're feeling that. And at the same time, you're you're filled with joy at the possibility of transformation. And to me, that's where it's at, right in the body, like full throttle now. And I used to be a little bit more out more, I think. And my husband has been a great anchor of that. You know, in my own backyard, at the Safeway, at my kid's baseball game, here in that crack of the bat, that's where I really want to feel it, you know. Oh, well, absolutely, and yeah, and I think we can get lost, and this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but we can get lost in that always wanting to have those transcendent moments, and some of the most beautiful transcendent moments are actually being fully in your body in the moment with your children, fully alert, fully present, you know, feeling all those, quote, not so much evolved or, you know, high vibrational experiences, but more like they're just real, just being absolutely real and being very present. That's just is equally precious. And yeah. I do think it's challenging, though. I think it can be challenging to reach that balance. but It definitely is. And um, I hope, you know, again, my work is ongoing like everyone else's. I used to think I'd, I was done, you know. <laughs> oh, boy, the deeper you go, the deeper you go, you know. And um a part of this is really, I love how you talk about the paranormal. And, you know, in 2012, that can be, and in my opinion, ought to be brought into the home much more. I mean, I was in a channeling class in the city of Chicago for two years with a beautiful trans channel named Cheryl Noday. Oh, my gosh, fantastic. And I didn't keep that from my children. They knew. Mom's headed down to channeling class, and at dinner the next night I might share, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe what occurred. So a big part of this is just speaking openly. If you're on the path, you know, boy, I had to really trust my vibes today. I got this feeling deep within, and and offering that is your authentic self in the home. You know, to me, that's the biggest aspect of it, is just being yourself if you are on this path and infusing it more so that your kids can really see the true you. Oh, Annie, you don't know what you just did to my children. Now they're going to be forced to listen to this radio show. Because I'm going to be like, <laughs> yes. and you, you guys have had an amazing childhood because I've always been like that with my children. And they, you know what's funny, though, is my daughter's gone through, you know, kind of some processes as she's left. The only reality she knew, because my oldest daughter, Annie, was homeschooled from basically birth, because, you know, it starts at birth. But mm-hmm. until she went away to college, the first time she went away to that school structure was when she was um, 18 and maybe even 17. I think she went early. But so for her coming from this, like, woo-woo, you know, we see spirits and mommy has clients in her office and they cry and mommy puts mm-hmm. her hands on people. 
you know, and she, like, went to this place, and she's, like, she, like, really struggled because she's, like, I had the weirdest childhood. Like, so it's hard, you know, when she kind of went from one extreme to the other where your kids are, like, kind of, you know, you didn't choose to homeschool them. And my other ones aren't completely homeschooled. They go to public school, a couple of them. But I've always been with my kids, and I don't know if this is part of full-to-full parenting. You can tell me because you wrote the book. Um, but I kind of go year by year. Like, I've always kind of had an open dialogue with my children. Do you want to go to school this year? Do you want to participate in these sports? Do you want to go to prom? Do you want this experience, which is kind of what you were talking about, this physical reality? Or do you want a different experience? Do you want to stay home and take art classes and you know, some of my children have gone into business with me. My oldest daughter's done house clearings with me. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I've been paid for it. I mean, who does Love that? it, like, yeah. But is that kind of what you're talking about, which is this, like, acknowledging I'd, your children? Um, I'd say we're a little bit... Um, you know, we, we, we look at ourselves as we're guiding the bloom experience, but we have... Um, we now that we've laid a lot of groundwork with them, we're we're much more, um, and when they were younger too. But it, choices are made by feeling your way. For example, and that's the, that's how we say it. My older daughter quit. She was travel soccer, and we're a very you know modern family. I mean, travel sports and this and that. And I think that's really the message. A little bit of soul to soul parenting is that it doesn't have to be something that's just deemed out there. Like I'm ready in 2012 and beyond to make this part of the normal landscape, you know, that it's just that families can move into comfortably and, and kind of model that for other families. We're on the North Shore of Chicago. But anyway, my daughter's going into high school, and she came to us late one night, of course, when it happens, it said, I'm not sure I want to play soccer anymore. And here my husband's the varsity soccer coach at the school she'd be attending. So you can imagine the layers here, the juicy layers, you know. And um, I, this is how we do it. I'll give an example to the listeners I, her name is Aiden after a lake that means heaven on earth in Wisconsin. But we said, Aiden, let's close your eyes. We're going to help you make your decision. Close your eyes. And when you think of continuing to play soccer at this high level where you're traveling around and, you know, several times a week in intense games, how, how do you feel? And she, she was still with it and quiet. And she opened her eyes and we said, hey, baby girl, how would you feel? And she said, I felt heavy. I felt anxious. I had a pit in my stomach, and we said, okay, now close your eyes and imagine going into your ninth grade year, your first grade of high school, um, having space to do different things, not being on the soccer field as much. And uh, you could tell the answer because her lips, while her eyes were closed, turned into a smile. And she opened her eyes and she said, I felt joy and I felt lighter. And we just said, you just, you just made your answer. You know, that's your answer. So that would be an example of how the Burnsides do it. There's not one right way, but we really have worked with our ch- children on using their body as a navigational system and feeling their way, if that answers your question. Oh, I like, I really like that because, I mean, that's a standard energy tool that's, you know, in the adult energy world, you know, does this make you feel lighter? You know, or does this feel heavy to you? And what's so neat is that what I like about that whole story and the point you just brought out, and this is applicable for adults' lives also, is I love it because it's not that there's nothing wrong with playing soccer or playing high-competition soccer or intense, you know. There's nothing inherently wrong. It's just a choice. It's just a possibility. 
but it can be, and I don't know what other word, maybe you can suggest another word to use in Wong, but it can feel not energetically compatible or your best choice with you. It may right. not It might be. not be harmonic, yeah. We we always advise, and I advise my adult clients to to move in the direction of upliftment, enthusiasm. Look for where your eyes sparkle, and look for it in your children. That's really kind of what the the main work um, that that it really is to me as far as making a choice. And our family is a big multiple perspective family. For us, there is not one right way. There are millions of right ways that share the same space. So a a big attribute of a a conscious family, from my perspective, is the ability to, to dissect life and see the multiple perspectives sharing the exact same space. So gone are the days of I'm right, you're wrong, either or, one way, only way, much more, let's find the blend because there are multiple truths here, even though from the limited human perspective it might not appear to be so. And so anything, a challenge off the bus, a friendship issue, we pride ourselves on really looking at the multiple angles. And I, I love it. To me, that's, it's, it, obviously I get very excited about that, but a, there's a lot of peace that can come from that. Yeah, that's that great. You know, about, I'm sorry, Kareem, I didn't mean to talk over it. What, what did you say, Kareem? No, I said that's great. You're giving me good ideas right now. Wonderful. Well, what, Thank you. What I love about what um, what you said, first of all, then I want to say something about you personally, but what I love about what you said is that is what, and, you know, I have adult clients as well, as well as being a parent, but, as knows. But I love that I give my I always tell my clients, you know, what are the possibilities? There's countless possibilities. My clients will call and they'll feel like dead ended or like they only have one choice. And what I hear you saying and what gets me excited is I say there's you know, infinite choice every ten seconds or every second for that matter. You can completely I mean, one minute your daughter was committed to the soccer team, committed to this path. I don't know how long she'd been doing it, I assume. Yeah, you know, nine years, this, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what I was feeling. She had this energy kind of going this direction, kind of really full force, but in one second or ten seconds or however many minutes you guys went through that process, she chose a new possibility. And I guess it doesn't matter what situation you're facing. I would say this to the studio audience that, you know, there is infinite choice and possibility. It's often that we're so conditioned or brainwashed not to believe that we have a choice. I would say there's always a choice. And usually there's a lot more than one. Exactly. And a big part of this for for, for me in, in coming to this neutrality about life is um, in my moments of ecstasy and um, transcendence where, to me, it's, it's deep in my own t- interior where self-love merges with oneness in the most beautiful space. Um, I know myself to be eternal. So... I I realize that there absolutely actually are no wrong turns. That's not possible. I understand on the deepest of levels and really feel it, not just intellectually, although if you have to rely on that at times when you're in a difficult situation or interaction and the oneness isn't being felt, that's fine to go back on the intellectual aspect of it. But the felt reality of oneness for me has just... It's changed everything. I, I know that I cannot actually be harmed by another or by a situation. Human perspective, absolutely, and you can feel it on that level, but not at that deeper level occurring simultaneously. So, 
you know, my deepest desire for my children is when they're 25, it, it doesn't really matter to me what college they go to or what they choose to do with their lives, but if they're open to this path of self-realization, um, I just, to me, I feel like I will have done the best that I could do as a parent. Oh, I love that. And I also, well, another thing I tell my children and my clients is, I'm like, you're an infinite, you know, I like the infinite piece. You're an infinite being of light. You know, that's all we are. And the the other thing I like about what you said is, um, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. You're like overloading me. You're killing me here, Annie. I'm not, you're very high vibrating guest. But I don't know if you can feel that cream, but she's like very high yeah. vibrating, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, boy, it's very nice. It's very refreshing, but it throws me off my. Um, it's your fault, Annie. I'll just blame you. Oh. It throws me off my train of train of thought. But um, you know, like I said, it's the it's the empowerment. I just love that. I love empowering your children to choose and not be not vicariously living through your children because. You didn't have your own what we call secret agendas or not so secret agendas. You know, you could have said, you know what, your dad's this, or your, her dad could have said, you know, I'm a soccer coach, or, you know, and you need to do this because he was living vicariously through her. But yet, mm-hmm. like you said, we're each on our own path. And, you know, that you're allowing your children to be what I call, whether they're children or not, I treat my children like they're souls, if that makes mm-hmm. sense to you. Yes. I, and I always have. As a matter of fact, I always say, I mean, I love certain things about babies, and I can't wait for grandchildren. You know, I love their little baby heads, and I love tiny baby feet. You know, Annie, there's so many beautiful things mm. about a baby. But even when they're a baby, I have this, I guess it comes from being born conscious or being a conscious person. I recognize the soul, and the soul is not a baby soul. You know, it's uh, a soul. T- immediately. So, me, I whispered in my babe's ears when they were little. I remember whispering to them, my beautiful, this beautiful soul, I welcome you and I promise to, to guide you in the best way that I can as you've entered this body. And I know it's difficult, but you'll get used to it. And we're here together, you know, just always thinking that way too. Ever since I was little, I remember being in a first grade classroom in a very diverse school. And uh, yeah, I was learning ABCs and reading, but I was also like, feeling how the teacher felt and wondering about her marriage and and these kids that were less fortunate than I was. I could feel it and looking in their eyes and wanting the best for them. And that's really where the soul-to-soul versus role-to-role comes in. It's not really parent-to-child. It's soul-to-soul. And it's not really cashier-to-customer. It's soul-to-soul or doctor-to-patient. And once you kind of glimpse into that, Oh, you the the world just appears different. There's it creates such a space for compassion from soul to soul, you know. Well, and I know you probably believe this too, but I believe our children are some of our most gifted teachers as far as people or parents. And I know my youngest child, I always say she's one of my most conscious children and she radiates just that pure exuberant joy that we should all have and, and all, you know, hold, strive to hold on to. And, but she's also my most, um, you know, some people would label her with a label like ADHD, and I'm sure, I don't know, if, I haven't read your whole book, so I don't know if you get into any of those um, psychiatric diagnoses, you know, that people mm-hmm. place on 
but she is so active. She is constantly moving. She has this free-flowing movement that reminds me of the ocean. I mean, she is constantly moving. But it, and then she does go to a public school, and, I mean, I've had to go in there and kind of put my foot down and mm-hmm. um, tell them, you know, a couple of times, you know, I'm like, I value her uniqueness. So, but, and I would never put my children on medication. But I think, do you think, Annie, I'll ask you that a lot of our children are misdiagnosed and they might be conscious children or bored? Oh, oh my, yes, yes, triple yes, hands in the air, yes, yes. Um, there's, yes, tremendous work, I think, is being done, at least here in Chicago, um, on ADD and ADHD. And um, I think oftentimes maybe a kid with ADHD is highly clairvoyant or ADD highly clairaudient, and we just are not prepared yet as a society to um, integrate that into a first-grade classroom. I think it's it's coming. And, you know, I if, if parents... I, have to use drugs, or I, I do not judge that. I am not in their shoes, and I'm sure it's very difficult. If you're five sensory and you're in a five sensory world to have a highly six sensory child, but you know it's more and more the kids coming in these days. Phew, yes. Amazing. You know, I was just on another radio show not too long ago, and the the, the host was saying, "Oh my goodness, Annie, my four year old, we were out in the yard, and she said, Mommy, do you see the that plant, all the moving parts, this girl could see the mo- the molecular aspect of the plant. And I was like, woohoo! I mean, and, and the mom wasn't quite sure what to do with it, but she felt it was a gift. And that would just be a, a crime, quote unquote, to, to stagnate that in any way. So, oh my gosh, I agree with all that you just said. We're going there, I think, slowly but surely. I think so too. Uh, even, even with the, um, I think it's autism. I think that's that's one of the most gifted diagnoses. But they they try and drug it, and you know, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm not judgmental on the people with the, that use the medications, but it is stifling their their abilities. Like for instance, an autistic child, you could drop a 52 stack card. I mean the a stack of 52 cards, and they could tell you exactly where every card landed. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, we can all widen perspective, I think, um, and that's what this wonderful platform your show is doing, I think, just even talking about it. We've come so far, even five years. I run soul-to-soul circles, and, oh, my goodness, we've got the the trance channel I mentioned. She's coming here on the North Shore of Chicago to our last class, and, you know, wow. many, many women in it, and just to open us even five from five years ago, making the paranormal more normal is just astounding to me and so excited. Well, and I taught an energy class over the weekend and on, on, on an energy healing technique, and one of the things I noticed is these people are sitting in my living room, and I look at them, and they're so beautiful because they, I mean, they're so open. But what I notice, the vibration. They, they're not hungry. They're starving. They're starving for joy. They're starving for hope. They're starving for something different. I think the whole world is just mm-hmm. on the brink of being ready to yes. embrace the fullness of what could be. And I, think- I really, I just love your book because it's not talked about as much. I mean, parenting hasn't really been fully brought into the metaphysical realm. I talk about it a lot because 
you know, I have four highly psychic children, which kind of forces, you know, me to face some of these issues. And I know Kareem is very conscious as well, but I just think you're feeling a great space. You know, I really appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you. I just, you know, to me, it really, we can't quite expect, as we were talking, the schools to do it yet. They're just not quite there. The public schools, for example, they will be, but it, it's, it can begin so much earlier in the home. Um, and I did. I gave a talk to middle schoolers at a, a Catholic school where we live, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, 150 of them, y'all. And that morning when I was heading to the talk, my husband and three children were just said, Annie, Annie, Mom, please, you know, don't be disappointed if they don't go for you. You're great, and we love you. And I was thinking, oh, what have I gotten myself into? I am just going to be pushed up against this wall with middle schoolers. And I have to say, um, with with total humility, but they were in rapt, rapt rapt attention. I mean, just they were they were hungry for it. You could feel it. And we talked about you know like initiating self healing. And if you have an issue with your knee, of course, go to a traditional doctor and you talk to your knee. Appreciate and love your knee for what it does for you. It holds you up so that you can stand. These cells in your body that make up your knee can feel your appreciation and your love. And then I had them do an exercise. So, uh, I mean, they were ready, and this Catholic school was open. The teachers were all there for the, the type of talk, that the soul-to-soul talk that I gave. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Wow, that's that's amazing, even that. and. You know, over and over and over again, we hear, you know, your point of view creates your reality. And I know in some of the Indian cultures, they heal a broken bone or a fracture in less than 24 hours because it's always been done that way. Right. It's their reality. So it happens. And so some of the things you're talking about are really profound, even though it may not seem like it. It's really profound on a on a deep level. And the one gift my parents did give to me Thankfully, as they brought my brother and I up, that we could do anything. We could be anybody. We could do anything. And that, I think, is a big part of conscious parenting. Would you agree? Like, they can kind of, in other words, what I'm saying is I teach my children, they can create their own reality. Definitely. Conscious co-creation, yes. To me, you know, soul-to-soul parenting at its finest would be to uh, cup your hands around your child's beautiful face, look them in the eye and say, I give you permission to be fully yourself. I mean, you know, we don't need to speak a certain language to do that. That can fall under any belief system. And I, I think that, that that's a very powerful thing to do. And just to really see your child, a, a soul-to-soul parenting story that I have is a boy that we know who at a young age, uh, age three, loved fabric and color and texture and, you know, would pet a beautiful scarf if if it walked in a woman on a woman in the room at age 11 or 12 the mother gave the boy a sewing machine and you know what that is the greatest gift on so many levels that mother had ever given that child why because she saw her child she allowed his natural gateways of connection and she gave him permission to be himself and to me soul-to-soul parenting at its finest right there Did you have a thought, Kareem? Yeah, I was gonna say, um, you know, I always since I since 
since I had my son who got custody of him, that I always told him that there's no such thing as can't. So every time I hear him say I say, what? What are you saying? Yeah. And he still change it and say, you know, I don't know how or I don't, um, can you teach me how to or stuff like that. But nothing, you can't limit yourself with the word can't because if you can't, you won't. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Or um, we we like to pose it. Yeah, I love those questions too. Like, wouldn't it be wonderful if this occurred in a new way as yet unknown? You know, like really just kind of keep those channels open. I love that. Yeah, I really. Wow, that's really that's really nice. Another thing I think is a part, and um, this is my opinion, of course. But of you know this kind of spiritually conscious parenting or soul to soul parenting is creation is so magical and so high vibrational and because we're infinite beings we can endlessly create not just endlessly choose but kind of like you were talking about with that little boy we can endlessly create and I have always tried to provide without structure materials for my children to create so you know all the paper and the pens and the paints and the and and I think. And and I have a natural personality for it because I'm very laid back, which helps. But I think we restrict our children even discovering some of the things we want to do because we're so structured. And we Mm -hmm. think there's certain times for certain things and certain places for certain things. And I really don't parent like that. What do you think about that whole thing? I I absolutely agree with you. I think... um, there there could be natural gateways i like to call it a gateway of just where you 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 feel naturally connected to your soul to source and we all have those it was dancing for me growing up and i still utilize dancing to this day as a gateway and my my kids know that that's my gateway that's part of you know the soul to soul parenting but yes i agree in today's world in the western culture the busyness the scheduling um, while well-meaning, it really comes from well-meaning, loving parents. Um, mm-hmm. The vibrational frequency of it is unfortunately oftentimes not as high as it could be with a much more open attitude, I feel. Okay, so let me think of something from your book. So what, I don't know, you talk about themes. What is a theme? And can you give me an example of how that's applied? Yes, definitely. I, You know, I wrote the book to be um, very practical. So the first part of the book is 20, 22 vehicles. Like, you know, this is great, Annie, but how do you bring it on home on Central Street, you know, with your kids? So that was the practical part. And the theme part of the book I just love because I um, chose 15 themes that we've been working on with our own children um, again, they teach us as much as we teach them. The themes are endless. Um, they can be pulled from everyday reality. We really like to use what our kids are interested in. So if we're going to teach um, something like, well, we, we're explaining them what a serendipity is, a synchronicity. So we used uh, Lita Wise, who won American Idol a couple years ago, his song Sweet Serendipity. Music is a real gateway for us. So the family discussion was uh, listening to that song and then taking a pause together and talking about a serendipity and sharing examples. Listen to the song again, maybe do a little dancing, and that's the family discussion. So the themes are the big spiritual 
topics. I call them universal spiritual themes such as oneness and individuation, um, connectedness and boundaries, um, self-love, forgiveness, um, many paths up the mountaintop, soul to soul versus roll to roll. And then we use everyday reality to teach those. And you circle back to them, of course, again and again, you know, with 18 years that you're in, that they're in the nest with us. Is this like a structured time where you guys sit down and have like a family meeting or how does this come about? Or is this like natural teaching moments or how how do you lead this in? Well, I'd say both. Again, I'm that and both um, gal. Um, in the beginning, just to make sure that we mainly as the parents had a commitment to it and our children became very used to um, – sitting and discussing kind of on this level with real purpose and intention, we had a family discussion um, once a week where we would actually introduce a topic. Um, we'd use a, a children's book. It wouldn't even have to be a spiritual children's book. We use music. We use art. Maybe did an activity. So it was a little bit structured, but with the intention that the groundwork, the seeds get planted and then on a Monday at two um, or a Wednesday at nine, you know, not that that you've got you've developed a language, you've developed a capacity to go deeper with one another, um, and an understanding of some of these core concepts. So that's how our family did it. But you know, it, I love how you said, you know, we're all wired differently. It would it depends on I in the book I say over and over, I don't see myself as an expert on parenting and spirituality. To me, how could you be? Those are very intimate um aspects of our lives and yet I do share as a, a fellow spiritual journeyman, a fellow mother, a friend, just to share this is how we did it. If anything seems to might work for you, please use it, add to it, email me, share what you're doing. You know, that's that was the the energy behind the book. I've got a good I've got a good topic. Okay. This is a good topic because it's a big topic in my home because I have four daughters. My oldest daughter's away at school, so she's not quite as involved. But I have all girls, Annie, and they're all different ages. And how do you deal in your home? And maybe this never happens in your home. Maybe you guys are more highly evolved than my home. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, well, wait, wait, wait. How do you deal? You know what I always say to my girls? I, I mean, they fight and they still sometimes name call. And, like, Annie, I am telling you, we vibrate higher than 99% of the world. I know that because I'm an expert in vibration, and Kareem knows that. And so – I guess I'm saying I don't understand, and it puzzles me because my children are so highly conscious, and they live in a conscious home, and I don't understand why they choose, like, that negative polarity and that anti-consciousness of that, you know what I'm talking about, that fight, you know that, just me oh, yeah. spirit pairing each other. It breaks my heart. I mean, I'm being serious, I'm an, and you're an empath as well, so I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. It breaks my heart as a mother and as a soul, as you would say, not even as a mother, not as my role as a mother, but as a, you know, as a human being that just wants all this positivity and love and light. You, you know what I'm saying. How do you handle that? Well, I really, in the past, it used to, things like that used to bother me more. But um, to me, it's all in the source. I mean, every expression, 
uh, you know, a, a channeler or a neurosurgeon. I use anything that to me create, creates a feeling of a separation vibration no longer feels right for me. So, yeah, kids acting out, it's still part of the source. I mean, oh, I get the eye rolling. My two girls share a room. How I handle it from a physical perspective, I, I, don't, I don't judge it is, is like I used to. I'll just put it that way. It's just it's part of growing up, gaining independence. They're asserting their truth. You know, it might not be in the way that we would do it at age 41, but I'd, to me, a conscious home, it's you're going to bump up against each other because there's more truth. There's not hidden agenda. You're not afraid uh, to re- release oh emotion. Yeah. I never even thought about that because you're allowed to be more authentic and you're allowed to have emotions and you're allowed to process your thoughts openly. Oh, yeah. Of that, I would worry more about a quiet family. Let's put it that way, quite honestly. Like, I want yeah. this is a safe place for release, our nest. We have a big emotional <laughs> chart. Family on planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> but let me ask you, okay, but practically, because I'm kind of, yes. like you are, I'm kind of like woo woo and I'm kind of practical too. So, yeah. more woo woo than practical, but I protest. So, if your children, wait, how old are your children, Annie? They're your three. 15. Fifteen and fourteen, two girls, the old, the the two oldest, and then a boy age eleven. So we're okay, in the thick so of it here, you know, just like anyone else out there, you know, we're living in kind of small quarters and girls sharing a room, one big family bathroom. I mean, you better believe it gets ugly sometimes, you know. Well, how how do you handle it in the moment? Let's say it's you and your two girls, and the boys aren't home. Let's leave them out of it. So yeah. what if your girls? I'm not saying they would or do. But what if they started getting even a little physical, like grabbing a brush? That's my brush. Or why did you take my makeup or my earrings or mom? You know, like how do you handle that? Like in the thick of it, if they're like, you're a brat, oh, you're a brat. Yeah. You know, well, I don't necessarily know. jump in immediately. I mean, we want to keep everyone safe. But I, at this stage of the game, um, I would like to give them a little bit of a chance to work it out. Um, you know, and I have to say this might sound paradoxical, but – it's really worked in our home in the past several years. I use a lot of humor in the sense that, say, I want my girls to clean their room, which is an utter disaster, and they're in there, you know, kind of fighting over who's going to do what. I, I'll swing open the door and kind of shimmy in and do some dance moves, and I say, my beautiful, beautiful, lovely ones, just so we're all clear here. No one will be going out for those fun social engagements that are planned until it's all clean. And then I'll shimmy out and, you know, slap my booty. And, and it just, it, it, it breaks up. the. And usually they want to roll their eyes and they end up kind of smirking and laughing at my silliness. I cannot tell you. I'm not saying it always works. And then I also give a warning. If, if it's not working and I need to come in and shimmy a few more times, you better believe I'm eventually saying, this is fair warning, folks. I'm heading into the abyss. It will not be pretty. So, yeah, I mean, I have to do anything any other parent does. Um, perhaps I see things a little more neutrally, and I would say we could all bring a lot more joy and humor into the family, even in those moments that appear completely dire, you know. That would be my suggestion. Good, and I guess I do that kind of naturally, it, not in the same way you do all the, you know, I use humor too, but they would like totally, that would totally break the energy up because they'd stop what they were doing and look at me like I was crazy, which they do half the time. <laughs> anyway, you know, I like when you bond them against you, that's kind of an interesting 
parenting techniques, you, you get them united and then you're kind of the odd man out. That works mm-hmm. too. But I always say I like to give choices because I'm all about choice and possibility. So one thing I'll say, you know, in that situation, I would say, you know, you have a choice. You guys can clean your room or you can stay home from the movies tonight. And they're like, really? You know, so it's like, they, but they do yeah. have a choice. It's just not a great – I didn't say it was a great choice. I did say it was infinite possibility. So, I mean, and they kind of know when I when I get to the you have a choice or you have many, you know, or you have, you know, here's your possibilities or here's your opportunities. Sometimes I'm just kind of sarcastic. I'm like, here's the opportunities in this situation. Yes. And, yeah. I and think, it, you know, naturally they push towards independence. I want my kids to, and I want them safe again to express in the home. So I'm I'm less concerned – Long term, I think it's it's powerful and it's good. And short term, you got to keep everyone safe, obviously. And and you know, once things are calm, we will talk about the the soul to soul aspect of what occurred in the room and how you know. But um, I don't know. I just I don't judge myself or the family as much about it anymore. Kareem, do we have some callers? You know who's on the line. Um, seven seven three. I don't know the person's name. Oh, do they have a comment or question? Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Hold on. Do you have a comment or question for Annie tonight? Yes. How you doing? Uh, How you doing, Miss Kimberly? This is DJ Malone. Oh, hi. How are you? Wonderful. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just uh. calling in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was just checking out your show and uh um you know, just listening to the topic y'all were talking about. So did you have any comments or thoughts or questions? Um as far as parenting it, it, you know, I, I I always tell people the worst is about to come because my kids are, you know, uh younger. So I have a six year old, a four year old and a two year old, so I think my they give me hell now, but I know when they get older, it's going to be more worse. So, uh, you know, a parenting is just, uh, I think it's, I think every parent has to do it in the unique way. There's no specific way on parenting. I think everybody has their unique way of parenting and their skills and how they go about things. I totally agree to you, Annie. Oh, Absolutely. I, I think that's the that's the crux of this whole show. Really, is to um, get to know yourself better and and offer that, offer your truth. Um, you're the expert on your own family. I could not agree more. Well, you should be. Maybe you know. Maybe one of the points of this show is I think you should be the expert on your own family. Right? You need to really get back to knowing the heart and the soul and the passions and desires and personality of your kids and yourself, like you said, Annie. Definitely, yeah. I think To me, 90% of the soul-to-soul parenting is really the parent going down that path of self-exploration and as they heal old wounds and move into what I would call like a kidney candy shop, their true joy more, they naturally raise the vibration of the home and their right. mirrors for their right. children. So their children get that gifted with that, a parent that's raised their vibration, you know, so. 
Well, and and I know we have another caller. DJ, do you have any other comments? I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go if you don't mind. Do you have anything else you want to add before I go off on my new tangent here? No, no, no. Uh, I think uh, uh, you do a good show. I listen to your archives and uh, keep on doing Aww. what you're doing. You're awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much, and thanks for. Um, the Twitter comments, too. I appreciate the connection. So take care and good luck on your show as well. Oh, anytime. Thank you. You want to give a plug for your show really quick when it's on and, you know, oh, yeah. kind of what it's on? Most, most definitely. Um, well, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Saturdays at 10 p.m. Uh, tonight we're talking about uh, do you believe in supporting gay marriages and uh, it should be fun. So tune in at 9:30 p.m. Are you out of Chicago? Are you out of Chicago? I thought I recognized that area code. Yeah, yeah, I'm out of Chicago. Me too. You're 773. We're neighbors. I was just I just biked down to the 773 zip today and sat by the lake. It was glorious. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> thank you. Well, uh, well, we appreciate it. Oh, anytime, Kim. Take care. Talk to you soon. Kareem, do you know who's on the other line? Is that Ann? Yeah, that's Ann. All right, I'm going to bring Ann on real quick. Well, um, well, no, I lied. Okay, before I bring Ann on, <laughs> I think you said something so key, I just, and this is one of my main themes in my show. You just talked about raising the vibration in the home. And if I could get one message across, and I think you somewhat agree, Annie, even if you don't get the technique for Manning's book down, if you can go down that path, dump your story, heal your wounds from your past, raise the energy and the vibration and the joy level in your home, just by you raising your vibration as a parent or as the adult or as the guardian, your children will naturally, because of the law of resonance, their vibration will naturally start to come up to join you. You will find some higher self things going on in the home. As a matter of fact, and I, I know this happens with you, Annie. I, I know it doesn't even with the cream. And this isn't just specific to children or parents, but it's in general to people. Sometimes I'll talk to people, and they'll say, why do I feel better after just talking to you? Like I'm not even working with them. You know, I'm just saying, like, here's your change or, you know, have a nice day. I mean, it's not even like therapy. And that's because when you come up to that higher vibration, you really do just bless everybody and everything around you. And so whether you have to put a little money, like Annie said, into even just buying, you know what, even just, you know, listening to Annie and I and Kareem and, you know, Anne in a minute talk raises your vibration because as and you referred to this earlier too, Annie, when you were younger and you read that high vibrating, those high vibrating works of literature, when, you know, Annie's book is just a certain vibration. And you're just by opening your mind, you, you don't have to agree with all the techniques, you don't have to agree with Annie's journey, you don't have to agree with you know, any of her spiritual or conscious concepts, but just by exposing and broadening your mind, you're just giving a gift to yourself and your children. And, you know, that's true whether you're going to get a massage for stress relief or whether you're picking up, you know, you know, a book like Annie's book or whether you're listening to a beautiful piece of music or whether, like Annie said, you know, you, you danced as a child and you want to recapture that. Maybe you want to go learn ballroom dance. All those things raise vibration and bring joy into your home. I'm going to bring Anne on right now. Sorry about that little tangent, but you said that magic word. So Loved it. it. <laughs> Let's see. Hello, Anne. 
Is that not Ann? Ann. Is that DJ? Am I getting the wrong person? Ann. Ann? Oh, hello, hello, Tim. I'm like calling DJ Ann, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, Tim? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. yes, I can hear you. Can you hear us? Yes. <laughs> Have you been able to listen to any of the program? Just the very tail end, Annie. I'm so sorry that I didn't get to hear the entire interview, but I love what you're doing with your book and in raising consciousness um, in the in the home, in the family. I think it's great. Oh, thanks, Anne. And I look forward to spending some time with you on here. Mm-hmm. Well, Anne, we'll talk a little bit later what Anne does, and I'll let her talk a little bit about her stuff. But one of the things that's funny, I just randomly opened a page of your book, Annie, and I saw the term. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, I saw the term like self love, and I think it's interesting that Anne's on tonight because Anne, that's one of like Anne's major platforms is radical self love. And Anne, we've actually been talking about, and you probably caught a little bit of it, about how you can be a better parent or a better person, obviously just by radically loving yourself. And how do you talk about that in your book, Annie? Well, um, a big surprise to me years ago really was uh, that, again, that the journey landed in this deep space in my interior where self-love merges with oneness. That's where the ecstasy comes for me. And, um, you know, I was taught growing up, you always put other people first by a very well-meaning, specifically mother. But it wasn't until years later that I really felt it to be okay to factor myself in and that I had a right to a true yes or a true no and to speak my truth. Um, and so that, that's that been a huge part of the uncovering and the healing the old wounds, almost extreme empathy to an extent that that was the only lens through which I was taught to see the world. And empathy is beautiful and one of my greatest blessings and it can be coupled with a self-love that I had never known until um, my 30s, really. So in Soul to Soul Parenting, I hope to really nurture that in my own children. I always look to them to say it is okay to factor yourself in, speak your truth on this um, interaction or experience. Wow, I love that. I really That's- do. And you know, Go ahead. Were you going to say something, Ann? Yeah, yeah, if you don't mind. I just, I have to say that is so beautiful and I, can you imagine how much further your kids are going to go if they're starting with that knowing and that foundation now? I mean, you yeah. got it when you're 30s. I started to really um, grapple with it in my 20s and 30s, you know, but just having that extra decade, 15 years, what you know, what have you, grounded in this and just continuing to expand that, I, the possibilities of what they can create is just going to be infinite. I, I don't know. That's exciting to me. Well, I, I agree. And what it really is, you know, I, I hope that my kids don't have as much psychic debris to wade through as I had, you know, oh, yeah. because then, frankly, they can be up and running with their gifts from the get-go. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the goal. They're going to maybe have some psychic debris, but hopefully not mounds to wade through, like most of us who are in our 40s now, have had, you know, and if if you're more of a conscious parent yourself and how you raise them, I think the bloom experience, you don't necessarily have to end up tethered 
to a tremendous about amount of psychic debris, which is a lot of work to heal. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Well, wow. I think that uh, I think that uh, with the psychic debris, it, I think it's like more of a, a story. Like a, they always say that trailblazers always have it the harder, hardest. So you know, the next generation to have it easier than anybody. And mm-hmm. like you said, you know, you guys struggle with it, and they think, and y'all, y'all guys are in your forties. I learned when I was like eighteen. So when I was like, you know, the twenties, you go through your hard-headed phases and everything, but it starts making sense. So I'm teaching my son since he was born, and you're right. It's like his his possibilities, his his reality is like somewhere way beyond what I can even imagine, because I can see how he just moved. But um, you know, every every year and every generation, I think it does get easier. Because mm-hmm. I, I can actually see that, and like you were saying, you know, in the past five years, a lot more has been discussed and accepted. Very true. I really like the point that you all brought up because one of the things that I work with in my clients is I'm like, let's stop, and I know Anne, and maybe you do too, Annie, but um, let's stop being healed, let's stop reading the books, let's stop, you know, going to different healers, let's like cream, let's just start exploring the world of infinite possibilities. Let's start enjoying the life we're in and the body we're in and the experiences we're having, like you were talking about earlier, Annie. Let's stop, like, let's stop sorting out our psychic degree and just ditch it and get on with living. That's a big, big thing that I preach. Because mm-hmm. we're so excited that in our generation, I think we're trapped in the always seeking healing and never being healed. Mm-hmm. Very much so, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm ready yeah. to just to 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 enjoy life, to be myself and enjoy life. You know, really, I, I maybe it's when you cross the 40 mark, like I did at age 41. You you see, my goodness, I don't. I want to appreciate every morsel of life in this incarnation, which happens to be such a blessed one, as much as I can. You know. Mm, I really, I really like that. Another point you brought up earlier that I that I didn't get back to was, um, well, when you were talking about Annie, how we're brought up, or you were brought up, I was too. Kind of, the, it's more blessed to give than receive, and there's an aspect of that, of course, that's true. But I think we've got that down, and most of us have a hard time receiving. And really what I'm trying to teach my children, and this goes along with the, you know, radical self-love and the self-love, is to learn how to receive. And because that's really where the blessing really lies and how you start to open up all those energetic possibilities in your world and of creation in your world. It's by that state of receiving, which is really that vulnerable, soft state. And I think that's a benefit that maybe some of our children have is that they feel you have to feel safe to be in that receiving vibration. Yes. I agree. If the if the nest has been safe and I love to call it the nest just cuz I just I love the connotations of the feel of that, but yeah, if the nest has been safe, then uh it it is really true those little birdies grow up and they feel free to soar. They feel safe in the soar process, you know. And so many children unfortunately are missing that. Well, definitely. 
Definitely. Now, you call yourself a soul nurturer. What is a soul nurturer? Well, you know, it's a it's a title that I created. And uh, I think, again, in 2012, we're being called to 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 create what feels right for you. And um, I don't know, you know, I'd, some people might use life coach or different things. And I, for me, it's just a soul nurture. And I realize even since I was a young child, that's I was doing it unofficially, and that's all I've really wanted to do. And that 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 encompasses everybody: my own children, my spouse, the the unknown person that I'm yet to meet on the street, the roofer who's roofing my home, the barista at Starbucks. Uh, can I go in and offer my highest vibration um, to help heal the room? You know. So this, anyway, it just it felt right. <laughs> Self created by Annie. No, I love that. Don't you like that, Anne? Can I go I in? I love, love it. Whoa, that is a great quote. Can I go in and offer my highest vibration? Wow. I love it. I love that. That's amazing. I love the term, too, the soul nurture. It's it just it's so beautiful because it really gets to the heart of what we are. You know, it's not just the external factors that we spend so much time focusing on. It is about our true self, our soul. And, and you know, everything that you're doing is about lifting each other up. And I, just even the smallest vibrational elevation is creating so much more spaciousness and love and consciousness everywhere. So it's it's just exciting to see all of this. It is. It really I, is. I say. I think you know. Gone are the days of. Um, and we talk about all everything I say here. We say openly with our family. You know, that's the point. You infuse it in. But um, gone are the days, really, to me, of you know the guru on the mountaintop in India. I'm not so interested in that. I'm interested in you know the two boys walking down the street with skateboards on their back. Can I see and feel God in them? You know, to to me, it's seven billion faces of God on the planet. We're all one, and, and I want to feel that on my on my street. When I, I've had some experiences at my local grocery store with the bagger, and I just drop spontaneously into that space of, of oneness, and the whole store is vibrating differently. I, I have a very breathless feeling. My scalp is tingling. The energy waves up and down, up and down, right as I'm paying for my, my groceries and my little canvas bags, you know. And to me, that's what it's really about in the day and age that we're in. I don't need to go to a mountaintop for it. I feel it right with my bagger in the grocery store. And that's what I hope for my children um, and for them to be active participants in that, whether they become physical therapists or lawyers or teachers or plumbers, that they take that soul-to-soul vibration into whatever they do. Yeah, wow, I really like that. It's funny, you need to come hang out with my kids for a day because then they would know I'm not the only person that does that. <laughs> we'll do a little dancing, we'll sing, I love it. Oh, my God, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, this is what my kids say to me, and I've said this on here before, but they say, Mom, do you have to, like, touch random people randomly in the grocery store? So I'm like, yes, because, and you know what I mean, is you get in that energy and it's like, like, I'll go by and I'll touch people. I won't even say anything. Like, it looks like an accident. It's not an accident. Because I know that, you know, I, 
know my own gifts, and we also have gifts. I know by that touch that that's healing, and I can raise their vibration, and I can communicate just through that two-second touch. But my kids are like, oh, really? Did you have to touch that woman? Come on. Really? Did you have to touch that man? And it's you were reaching for the strawberries. We all know it. <laughs> you need to come hang out with us. But I had an experience. I was on a date the other night, and a first date nonetheless. And, Annie, you know, I like how you say drop into oneness. And you, Free and Anne probably know exactly how this feels too, but you cannot resist that. If you are living in that space or being that space, when you drop into oneness, there's nothing stopping you. So the waiter comes to my table carrying the bread. The poor guy, he had no idea. And my <laughs> hand down on his arm before he leaves, and I said, wow, you aren't supposed to be here. And it begun. And I think you know what I mean, like, just those divine appointments. And he said, you know what, I was about to give up, and I was discouraged, and I didn't feel like life was worth it. And that's what you're talking about with the boys on the skateboard. That is oneness. That is all of us, you know, plugging into each other and loving and raising that vibration, you know, one person at a time or one room at a time or one family at a time or one person at a time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's neat. Beautiful. So I'm with you. You just need to come, like, show my children this other, like, psycho, psycho people out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't wait for the tipping point. I can't wait till there's more of us. I but, know. Uh, I feel it's, it's coming, don't you think? Oh, it's coming. They said this is the age yeah. for the mass awakening, so, you know. Yeah, I feel it. I'm in. To me, we're all break. Everything that looks like it's breaking down in my heart of hearts, I'm like, break through, break through. Come on, yeah. you know. Things appear to be crumbling, but I feel it's different than uh, how the media portrays it. Let's put it that way. I'm excited. True. And I like, I think, remember you, but you guys are talking about being pioneers and, you know, how it's rough sometimes. And I think, and Anne, I know you felt this too, but we've all had our rough patches in kind of being part of maybe not the beginning of the pioneer movement, but I think we're at, you know, the middle or the end where, it's not completely acceptable, but it is more acceptable. Even the paranormal is more acceptable. And mm-hmm. that's an end that I use a lot for consciousness, believe it or not, because the paranormal is actually more acceptable than true consciousness. And so it's a nice vehicle to kind of edge people in the back door. But I'm just really excited because I, I'm really counting. You know, I believe this is one of the sayings, you know, it talks about it in the Bible and Esther. You know, I've always felt, and I teach my children this too, I feel that we were born to this specific time, to this specific place. For as you say, Annie, that role, you know, we have a role. We can have many roles in a lifetime, you know, on this planet, in this reality. But what a privilege, you know, to be a catalyst to bring about this. In my moments of deep gratitude, I feel that it's the, the gratitude drops you to your knees. And yeah. and that is part of it, to, oh, to be in this oh. space and be able to make a contribution of love and um, greater intimacy with our own souls. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a more beautiful incarnation and a soul agenda, truly. And I, I used to be more afraid. It was like coming out eight years ago to, the, you know, my kids' schools and speaking at the public library and at the preschool. And now it's just I, I couldn't not be me if, 
if someone held me down. I blog for the Chicago Tribune. I'm blogging about Derek Rose and him talking to his knee to initiate self-healing and look, you know, connecting those energetic dots and visiting a channel in the city. That's me, you know, and some people might think I'm weird, but that's what pours out of me to blog about in a newspaper like the Chicago Tribune, and it just can't be stopped. Hmm. That's it's right. It's a force. Sorry. No, go ahead, hon. No, it, I, I was just thinking that it is a real, it's a real force, and it's a real strength. And going back to what you said earlier, Kim, about you know us being able to be here for a specific reason, um, I, I am grateful that we have the strength to be that the edge. You know the to be able to take the resistance, to be able to walk through the world, because not only are we on the edge, but look at what's happening right now. You know, there are people on this show that are listening over these lines or they'll, they'll listen to the uh, replay of it, and they, they fall on all wealth, on all walks of life, in all categories, and this is already shifting what's possible. So it, it's it's a really, um, it's a phenomenal experience to be able to say, okay, I can I can cross over to different worlds and really help move the entire population along by just being able to stand in the truth. Mm-hmm. A wonderful teacher of mine, Sonia Choquette. I don't know if you all have heard of her. She's out of Chicago, but big Hay House author now. I mean, international superstar, we'll say, um, wrote the Psychic Pathway 18 books. She has been a mentor of mine. I remember several years ago when I heard her speak, she was so just passionate to the audience and saying, you know, many of you out there, you're on the fence. Are you going to stay in the five-sensory world? Or are you going to move into the six-sensory world? Get off the fence. And tears were just streaming down my face because I could feel that she was speaking directly to me. And I will never forget that moment. I came home and I'm I just I'm jumping off the fence. I'm coming out, and I, I just I've never been you know happier. It's everything came. My business, my work as a soul nurturer, the book from jumping over to the other side just with open arms. Oh, I love that, and I call that showing up completely as you know as who you are, and having more and more and more of yourself. And, you know, being authentic, and I know Anne works with a lot of her clients and women especially, you know, to get to that place. And that is, talk about a divine appointment. That's a divine appointment right there. Yeah. Wow. How <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. Well, Annie, I want to thank you for being on A Secret to Everything. I mean, I love, you're so gifted with words. I love your little phrases. They're just really <laughs> powerful. Aww. Well, thank you so much for having me as a guest. I I just always appreciate being able to share my perspective and experience with others. And you've created a great platform, dear one, so uh, to keep it up, this is thrilling. Well, it's it's like kind of my own personal um, not-feel-weird time. I just have a lot of time. I like it. It feels completely normal. It makes me so I like it. But could you tell everyone – um, the name of your book and how they could purchase it if they would like to. Yes, um, it's Soul to Soul Parenting, um, and the easiest place to get it pro- is online everywhere, um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. But my website is soultosoulparenting.com, no hyphens. 
Um, and on, you know, please find me there. Friend me on Facebook. Um, I'm very active there. It's, it's I find there's a nice soul pod, lots of upliftment if you choose to use Facebook as that. Um, so yeah, all my information is on my website, soultosoulparenting.com, including a link to the book. So thanks everybody. Oh, you've been Thank such you. a blessing, and uh, you know I wish blessings on your face, your wonderful husband who supports you and your children. So thank you so much for giving us your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, have a good night. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, and you're gonna have to. She is really something. It was like talking. It was funny because a lot of what that reminded me of um, your your and I's conversation the other night. Some of the same themes. So it's neat to hear other people, you know, in other places. Like I said, there's there's quite a movement going on, and we're not always aware of it. But it's neat to talk to people that kind of have the same heartbeat, you know. And we're all over. Of course, you and Kareem are closer than some of us, but everybody all over the country is so exciting to hear what other people are doing. It's amazing. I, I, you know, I really feel like we're all warriors, all for the same cause. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's neat. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Um, and I wanted you to talk a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you have coming up in June and tell us a little bit about that? Sure, um, and thank you again for giving me this opportunity. Um, I have this phenomenal one-day conference. It's called Bold Her, and essentially it is about helping you build up your self-confidence through laughter and love. And um, it's going to be Saturday, June 9th uh, in Morristown, New Jersey, which is really close to New York City. So for any of you who are living far away, Please consider coming and making it a real fun weekend for yourself. Start out being empowered and then just go party in New York. Um, and uh, you can buy tickets at www.oldcar.com. Um, and yeah, I, I I would love I would love to see as many women there. It's my intention and my desire to give the women that attend a real breakthrough. Um, and I'd love to see a hundred women there. So if you can help me manifest that vision, I would, I would appreciate it. Ooh, that sounds really fun. So if I come and you guarantee me a good time afterwards, is that what you're saying? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I will leave the I will leave the party bus afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kareem, did yeah, you have any other questions? We're going to start laughing early on because at lunchtime we have this amazing comedian who is uh, featured on Dr. Oz and on Lifetime. Oh, so she's just going to wow. get us started, and it's just going to keep going. <laughs> what is her name, Anne? Uh, Nancy Witter. Nancy Witter. You can check her out at nancywitter.com. Ooh, that sounds really... Uh, it sounds really fun. Well, I know. If you're there, Anne, it's going to be fun. And if you're there, it's going to be amazing. So I'd encourage anyone that um, has some time or can take some time off. I think it's a good idea if you're going to fly there or drive there to, you know, do something in the city. Or we could just blackmail Cream and tell everyone that Cream will show them around. Right, Cream? That's right. Hey, the more women, the better for me. I ain't complaining about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> no crashing, Anne's all women conference. No crashing, right, Anne? Why not? I'll be a good hey, listen, host. If you if, if your intention is good, you can come on down. <laughs> if you're trying yeah, to be always good, good, not so much. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's a good guy. You know he's a good guy, and he's a good guy. I know. He's, I know. He's, he's one of the good ones. Well, Yay. this is like, oh, I wish, Anne. I wish so much. You're going to, seriously, she was wonderful. She reminded, you know, it's just really neat. So I really appreciate, you know, she's still listening. Thank you again for being on. And um, Her book is wonderful and has a lot of, you know, consciousness principles. Even if you're not a parenting, there's a lot of, it's a really big book, and it's really amazing. She's a very gifted writer. I didn't know she wrote for the Chicago Tribune, but that's pretty impressive credentials right there. But do you have any other thoughts, Kareem, that you want to add? Um, it was funny that she was saying, you know, well, that everybody's saying practice self-love is because a lot of people don't know how to make themselves happy. So that's, that's just what's coming to me right now. A lot of people don't really know how to make themselves, so, what makes them happy, you know what I'm saying? So um, a good advice to anybody that's listening when we're talking about raising vibrations is what makes you happy, what makes you feel good. You know, like, for instance, we all like dancing, we all like music, and that's like expression in, diff- in two different ways. It's physical expression and, and feelings through, um, through sound vibration, which is music. So those things make us feel good, and a lot of people, if you notice, a lot of people now don't really dance. They don't, like, walk, and they, like, you know, making excuses, oh, it's not cool to look like, oh, I'm not going to look like a fool dancing. But that's the actual essence of dancing. If you don't know how to dance, you make yourself um, look like a fool so you can laugh at yourself and feel good about it. So, you know... This is what I'm just getting from the whole context of the whole conversation, and it's just funny because... You know, that's what I've been actively doing. And, you know, I think that a lot of people need to actually stop trying to do what they think they have to do or should do and do what they want to do sometimes, you know, and make themselves happy instead of, you know, sometimes play hooky from work and and go make it and go, you know, take your kids out for ice cream or go walk in the park and enjoy the, the, the nature of, you know, just, what's there instead of looking at what you want to do. So just enjoy the now. That's really good advice. Yeah, that's that's, great. That's so beautiful. And, you know, know, one other thing, I love that you said that you're dancing now because so many negative emotions can get trapped in the body. And we really Mm -hmm. do need to move it. You know, we need to... It's whether it's dancing or just shaking or, you know, just something, but loosen it up so we can just get rid of that negativity and and, and help raise our own vibrations some more. So that's great that you're doing that. I agree with that. And it works both ways. The higher you vibrate, the more you have a natural movement. As women, a lot of the feminine and masculine, well, the feminine especially, has been lost. We're so contained in our bodies and we're so afraid to show any sensuality because we don't want to be thought of, kind of like what you were saying, Kareem, of this way or that way. But really our bodies, you know, men or women or children or whoever, are meant to move. We're created 
our movement. And like Ian said, it does discharge a lot of the emotions stuck in the physical body and in the energy body. So that's, you know, whether it's, you know, a physical exercise like playing tennis or swimming or volleyball or soccer or whatever, whether it's dance or whether it's walking or whether it's, like Ian said, you know, you know, not even doing, you know, swinging your leg or your arms, just trying to, or even your hips, trying to incorporate more movement into your life is definitely an asset. Well, um, I think that's about it for this program. We could sit here and talk forever, the three of us, but you guys might not want to hear it. So <laughs> we'll crop up the show for today. Thank you, Ann, for coming on. I'm going to play your promo because I like to um, crush your cream with it. I like to tell him how many seconds he has left, and then play your pro. <laughs> we got, we still got a whole lot of time now, so don't pressure me. I'm, uh, I'm evil that way. So, um, yeah, I know I can't pressure you. Usually we go down to like the last. We'll just pretend that I'm going to cut you off. So, um, I'll let Cream close this out. But thank you, Anne, for coming in and for your contribution. And we love you, and we're excited about your event coming up. And do you want to give your um, social media information, how to get a hold of you and your website? Sure. First of all, I just want to tell you I love you, too. I'm so excited to be here. And my website is www.evolvinggoddess.com, and it's at Evolving Goddess as my Twitter handle. So um, thanks so much. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Don't you love Ann Cream? I love Ann to death. She's amazing. Yeah. And if anyone else gets a chance to work with her, she is just a gem and highly conscious and awesome energy and an extremely wise woman and a good healer. So look her yeah, up nice. because she's amazing. All right, Cream, I'm going to be quiet and let you take us out. All right, now. I know you hear the um, the show every time, every week, and I want you guys to actually, if you have any questions, I want you guys to really call Dr. Kim because it, it, it really works. So, you know, just give it a try. It's 30 minutes or anything. But she offers, you know, life coaching services, whether it be in Ohio or Across seas somewhere, she can do it. And there's personal energy healing and more. And you can also find us at Serene Wellness on Twitter, uh, Serenity Natural Wellness, or Kimberly McGeorge on Facebook. And, of course, the website, again, is www.serenitynaturalwellness.com. And we're going to close it out. So have a good night, folks. Ladies, let me ask you something. Do you wish you could have more success at work, a better relationship, better health, or more wealth? If you've answered yes to any of these, then the key to what you need is a boost in your self-confidence. And I have just the answer for you, a powerful one-day conference that will boost your self-confidence so you can achieve all of these things and more. It's called Bold Her. Infuse your self-confidence with laughter and love. Learn more at www.boldher.com. That's www.boldher.com. See you there. 
Thanks for listening on our Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night at Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. on Block Talk Radio.